0: Good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. This is the December 25th letter that I'm sending, and it's actually Christmas. So, actual Merry Christmas today. For today's letter, I wanted to read some scriptures from the Book of Mormon about the birth of Christ, and then I wanted to relate part of a story that's in a book that's written by an author who had a near death experience and got to briefly interact with the Savior. And the focus of today's letter is the light of the world. This is in 3rd Nephi, chapter 1, and its verses 9 through 21. Now it came to pass there was a day set apart by the unbelievers, that all those who believed in those traditions should be put to death, except the sign should come to pass, which had been given by Samuel the prophet. Now it came to pass that when Nephi, the son of Nephi, saw this wickedness of his people, his heart was exceedingly sorrowful. And it came to pass that he went out and bowed himself down upon the earth and cried mightily to his God on behalf of his people, yea, those who were about to be destroyed because of their faith in the tradition of their fathers. And as a side note, we're not to this point yet, at least in the place that I live, where people are being threatened with violence for believing in the Savior. But I think rhetorically, in some ways, we are getting to the point where Jesus Christ to some people is a, is a ridiculous figure, and that does bring me a lot of sadness. At the same time, it shows that the scriptures are coming to pass. Um, I've seen God the Father being referred to as the wizard in the sky, which is far from what he is, but there is a casualness and a flippant way in, pe- in which people talk about Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ that is really sad to those who know them, and is probably a precursor to things that are to come. So back to the scriptures. And it came to pass that he cried mightily unto the Lord all that day, and behold, the voice of the Lord came unto him, saying, Lift up your head and be of good cheer, for behold, the time is at hand. And on this night shall the sign be given, and on the morrow come I into the world, to show unto the world that I will fulfill all that which I have caused to be spoken by the mouth of my holy prophet. Behold, I come unto my own to fulfill all things which I have made known unto the children of men from the foundation of the world, and to do the will both of the Father and of the Son, of the Father because of me, and of the Son because of my flesh. And behold, the time is at hand, and this night shall the sign be given. And it came to pass the words that the words which came unto Nephi were fulfilled, according as they had been spoken. For behold, at the going down of the sun there was no darkness, and the people began to be astonished, because there was no darkness when the night came. And there were many who had not believed the words of the prophets, who fell to the earth, and became as if they were dead. For they knew that the great plan of destruction which they had laid for those who believed in the words of the prophets had been frustrated, for the sign which had been given was already at hand. And they began to know that the Son of God must shortly appear, yea, and find all the people upon the face of the whole earth, from the east to the west, both in the land north and in the land south, were so exceedingly astonished that they fell to the earth. For they knew that the prophets had testified of these things for many years, and that the sign which had been given was already at hand. They began to fear because of their iniquity and their unbelief and it came to pass that there was no darkness in all that night but it was as light as though it was midday and it came to pass that the sun did rise in the morning again according to its proper order and they knew that it was the day that the lord should be born because of the sign which had been given and it came to pass, yea, all things, every whit according to the words of the prophet. And it came to pass also that a new star did appear according to the word. So I want to transition now to a couple of excerpts from a book called Home and Back Again, My Journey Through the Valley of the Shadow of Death by Imelda Lorena Fowler. This book, I have a physical copy, and it's a really good book. I know I say that a lot, <laughs> about the books that I share. This is a book by a woman who was born and raised in the Philippines, um, but emigrated eventually to the United States. And at the time of this experience that she had, she had a burst appendix and was in sepsis. And so she um, was in and out of her body quite a lot during her stay at the hospital. And I loved her description of the Savior, and I wanted to share it with you. And I really encourage you to buy the book. Again, her name is Imelda Lorena Fowler, and it's called Home and Back Again, My Journey Through the Valley of the Shadow of Death. And I think that it's also co-written by her husband, Thomas Fowler. These are a few things that she wrote about meeting Jesus Christ. And this is in the middle of the book, so by no means am I giving away, like, the entirety of her experience. I encourage you to read it. There's a lot of wonderful truths in the book. And I do believe that she experienced all the things that she did experience. And she's such a good example and a share of light. She goes out of her body and then she's ascending onto, all of a sudden, she's ascending onto um, these amazing stairs that are going up. And these are some things that she says as my mind began to grasp this new special power of comprehension um she also talks about how and this is a really i would say it's a universal part of a near-death experiences that people's understanding is widened to the point where they're not really talking mouth to mouth or through language they're just communicating through minds and so as soon as they ask a question if they have a question to ask, then it's immediately answered and not all of the knowledge is allowed to stay with them if they when they return to earth but many questions are answered um, in the next realm that's one of the commonalities in the stories is a vast power of comprehension Um, Another one that's common is 360 view where you can see all around, not with your physical eyes, but with your spiritual eyes so that you can see behind you and to the sides, not like you would in your physical body. And then she goes on, I looked down and in front of me was the landing of the stairway. I was walking down. Oh, excuse me. I said that the stairway was ascending, but I'm reading right here. There's a magnificent stairway of the most exquisite white Almost like see-through marble with a golden hue, it was leading down directly in front of me. I also noticed that there were many other clouds. If again, that's the right word, as I descended down into a beautiful world of which there are no words adequate for description. Peace, joy, happiness, tranquility, serenity, all depict, yet barely touch the feeling, the impressions, the texture of the spiritual realm. Okay, moving on. It says there I could see the figure of a man... I immediately could feel his supremacy for I knew in an indescribable way that his essence filled all eternity his visage radiated with a brilliant hue of white golden and blue light his appearance was brighter than 10000 suns I knew instantly who he was for he radiated with a luminescence that surpassed anything of earthly origin light hardly describes his aura pure love is close but it seems too shallow a verbal description, at least in the context the word love is used today. Yet love and light are the closest words in the English language I can come up with. I could actually feel myself being drawn to him like a child to a loving parent who's been away too long. There I was, standing in front of the Savior of the world, the Christ, the Creator, the Word of Life, and the Light of the World. It was God himself, and I knew that he is the best friend I have ever had throughout all eternity. I love Emilda Fowler's description of the Savior because she says love and light are the closest words, but they don't completely encapsulate the experience of being with him because our earthly perception of love and light are so um, fragmented and removed from the eternal perception of love and light. And yet those words are used throughout the scriptures to describe the savior of the world. I do believe she was prompted to share this story and to write this book. And I'm so glad I could share it with you. And I um, would love if you got to read her book as well. I know that one day we will be able to embrace the savior just as she did that we'll be able to experience that extreme familiarity that we have with him already and that we'll be able to understand what a an amazing friend he has been to us in our lives but not just that that he is divine and that he's holy and that through his sacrifice whatever is dark in our lives can also be turned to what is divine and holy again really grateful for the savior, grateful for this time that I have to spend thinking about him and recording these letters and hope you guys have a fantastic Christmas and that your homes are filled with the love of Jesus Christ. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.